I've got some big news. The bank finally came through. And I'm holding the keys to a brand new Chevrolet. Excellent. Have you been outside? Well, welcome to the Shotgun Rider Podcast. This is your host, Joe McDonald and TJ Moran. And there's no really nobody else twice, though. Yeah. TJ. <laughs> it's just me and Joe tonight. Yep. We're just uh, sort of free balling a little bit. Yeah. Uh, thought, enjo- we, thought we'd in- say hi to everybody. You know? Absolutely. We're enjoying this little bit of a thunderstorm that's sort of trying to roll over us. Ah, it's Colorado. Yeah. I mean, we should probably enjoy it before our entire state just catches fire. <laughs> yeah, that'll be in about two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Colorado <laughs> summer. It's like living in a volcano. Yeah. Well, uh, that occasionally sprinkles. Yeah, my my favorite part about people always say that Colorado has some of the most beautiful sunsets. That's true, and that's very true. And for most of the year, they are very natural. It's, I mean, you can get into the bullshit of oh, this, the sunset is just uh, light refracting off of the pollutants and then the atmosphere and the ozone and <laughs> I don't really care. Yeah, but when the fires come and you start having all those, uh, all that smoke that comes through and just rolls across the entire state, oh yeah, those are some gorgeous sunsets. Those are pretty. We had a set of pretty good sun sunsets last year in in the summer because mm-hmm. we had that gigantic fire that uh, just ravaged the Roosevelt National Forest. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, sh- shout out to all the people that. We're uh, affected by that. It, it's yeah. We we joke about it that it's it's kind of a natural part of the state, but people still live here and it still sucks. You yeah, have a lot of livestock sure. that you have to take care of too. Yeah, and all those houses burned down. You know, oh, yeah. well, you got to follow the rule of the forest, though. You can't have any trees. Uh, well, basically, the f- closest tree has to be the distance away of the tallest tree yeah. around your house. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah, was um. I think it was, it, they made it some sort of like meme kind of thing last year when we had uh, the big flood that was up up north by here. And um, they're saying, oh, good, we just had a fire. Let's flood everything out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That, uh, well, I, you know, that's just sort of the natural progression of things. You know? Oh, sure, you yeah. Don't have any more trees to control erosion. That water comes down a lot right. faster. Well, uh, it'll come back. I mean, that's that's oh all part God. of nature. Uh, have you been up by uh, up in the up Risk Canyon recently? No, I have not. Good God, that spring is popping. Yeah, that, uh, that valley right in there where the river ran through and just covered in soot everything. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's that that's the greenest place there is. We've had some amazing amount of uh, like holding snow. Yeah, yeah, we're still at like 130 percent snowpack. Right. Do you, remember, nice. do you remember, uh, now Joe and I, we uh, both attended CSU our, our freshman year. Yeah. And uh, there was a, actually a fairly big fire that was very close to Fort Collins at the time. You remember that one? It, you could literally see it licking up over Horsetooth. Um, I'm, it's, it sort of all runs together these days. Okay. That, well, that was, that was the same, same fire that, uh. We were out on the uh, intramural fields. Oh, yes. And then we yes. uh, all of a sudden decided to uh, go find the fire. Yeah. <laughs> and we hopped hopped in the truck and uh, rolled over horse too. Yeah, we hopped in Jackson's truck. And yeah, we made stopped it Stopped off at the 7-Eleven first. Yeah, we got, got all, all the refreshed. way to uh, 
for the police blockade, and then... Mm-hmm. And then we pulled off into somebody's driveway. <laughs> because, like, 60 people had. <laughs> yeah. There was cars everywhere. <laughs> and then we were watching the flames just coming up over this hillside, and all of a sudden the people come out of their house like, Get the hell out of here! Right, you're just standing there watching these flames lick, like, probably about a mile away from you, if yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And then, Get the fuck off of our property! What? <laughs> Why in the hell do you think it's okay to be on our property? Is there's a giant fire? I was looking at the fire. Why are you even still here? You should probably be gone. This is your house. Yeah, exactly. I traveled bail, here. Bail all of your possessions. I live where it's safe, retard. How, do, how did I get here? The car? Guess where I'm going. Back in the car! <laughs> Back down the road, <laughs> goddammit. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, I forgot about that fight yeah. until you mentioned it. That was that was cool. It was really close, and uh, we were. It was actually really good as to how it was positioned in relation to Fort Collins, because Fort Collins, you have it's probably about a uh, forty square miles. Oh yeah, probably less than that even. Yeah, it, it's, it's got to be. It's pretty 30, long 40. and narrow. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's pretty wide all the way up the mountain. I I'm, I would consider all the way up to the foothills. Yeah, sure. But so you got this uh, forty-eight square mile town. It's long and thin, right along the highway, and then just like directly east from the university, um, you have uh, the foothills that rise up, and then you have uh, man-made horse tooth reservoir on the other side. Right. And then the fire was on the other side of the reservoir. Right, exactly. So it wasn't going to get to us because it would have to go all the way around all the, the way the, water. around the ring of the valley Yeah, to get to us. But there were days that I walked out of the dorms and it smelled like there was a fire two feet away from you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, it, well, that wind really carried it, too. You know, it yeah. was covering all the cars with ash. Yeah. Um, and all the roads and everything was like, it looked foggy. And then that happened again two years later. Yep. <laughs> So, you know, people always, uh, I mean, if you're, if you're a car nut, you, you understand that the best place for you to own a car is in the middle of the country. Yeah. If you're anywhere on the coast, you're going to have your own special problems. Like you have all the salt in the air and sure. cars just don't last. Then you come out here and people are like, oh, there's, there's, it's low humidity. It's high in altitude. So everything stays pretty pristine. Yeah. And then you have fires that cover the area with ash you yep. have hail that's the size of golf balls probably <laughs> once a month yeah you got uh the snowstorms, and then it gets so freaking cold after the snow melts <laughs> and the wind is just whipping down from wyoming so it's like negative 15 with the wind chill yeah and you have to you have to look outside and go oh, i gotta walk to class oh yeah <laughs> yeah you're right you have to walk to class because when you went to your car it was so cold, your car won't start. That's true. Your engine will seize up or whatever, you know, and, and if you try and ride your bike, the wind will blow you over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or a skateboard will blow you back the way you came. Yeah, it's it's funny that Fort Collins is such a uh, bicycle popular town with the amount of snow that we do with get. With the amount of snow and wind. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although, I've so far I've been sort of underwhelmed at, you know, everybody complains about the winter. But it's just a few days of snow, oh, really. Yeah. You know, it, it melts off so quickly. I've been wanting, like, a blizzard to come in and just shut us down for a week. That would be 
yeah. ideal. That's that would the, be ideal. That's the thing that we don't get is that uh, that consistency of weather all the way through like a full week. Right. It's just incredible. It varies by every ten minutes. Right. If if you live in Colorado, you've definitely seen some sort of internet thing that uh, shows two two pictures of the same place on two consecutive days. Yeah. One day it's white. The next day it is gorgeous, green, and sunny. Yep. And probably about 60 degrees. Well, that's pretty much any place that's not tropical and is gorgeous, green, and sunny, you can pretty much assume that it's going to get blanketed in yeah. the wintertime. Have you ever had uh, one of those days where you uh, it was late at night during the winter uh-huh. and... For some reason that day, it was just hot. Oh, yeah, of course. It's, I've only experienced it probably twice. Yeah. It's the, I, that's the weirdest thing. I would love to know how that happens. The first time that I had had it happen to me was, uh, oh, probably about five or six years ago. And I was actually out at the barn at, uh, back in New Jersey at Hunter mm-hmm. Farms. And we we're having, uh, one of our uh, six o'clock group lessons, like, Everybody's out of school. They were home, did their homework, and then they went to the barn. Sure. Uh, But you get there, you're all dressed up for the winter, and you get get out of the car, it's 80 degrees. It was literally 80 degrees that night. And this was probably, like, December 2nd. Jesus. Yeah, it was something like that. And it was... The coolest night to ride, because you you had everything open, and you'd been spending the past three weeks just bundled up. You got... 60,000 bakers on every single horse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's a little different story as you travel across this great nation. But California, where I grew up, we didn't have any snow really through the wintertime, so it wasn't unusual to, for it to be warm. Right. But going up to, like, Tahoe to go skiing every, you know, every winter, we'd go up there. And there were a few times where, like, in the middle of the day, you'd have to just be sloughing your jacket and everything. And yeah. you're skiing down the hill, and it's like spring skiing in the middle of December. Oh, absolutely. And it's like 75 degrees. You know, it's it's mind-boggling. And there's snow on the ground. It's melting fast, granted. But Is it mind-boggling? It's mind-boggling. I, th- I think it's also mind-boggling. <laughs> bottles like your it's, mind? It, it's so crazy that it, it just bottles your mind. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I don't uh I don't use mixed or broken metaphors. <laughs> uh, shit. Typically. Yeah. And we may bullshit about the weather, but it's kinda all we got on a day to day basis. <laughs> well that We'll talk and, about the weather here, you know, weather in the East Coast, northern east coast, basically New Jersey and California. Yeah, pretty much. That's if you live uh, anywhere else, I don't care. Yeah, we you know, Texas is hot. Yep. Arizona and New Mexico are also hot. Kentucky, Although they get cold in the sweat winter, a lot. yep, hot, cold in the winter. I assume. <laughs> Minnesota, very cold. Yeah, uh, a lot of boats down the road. Yeah, we got them all. Yeah, that's all fifty. Yeah, we yeah. Then there's Arizona. <laughs> they just don't count. It's a dry heat. It's a dry uh. heat. <laughs> and then why don't my socks feel like I've just stepped into an ocean? Yes. If if uh, sorry, that's a little personal. If cowgirl nineteen ninety two, Dugas Arizona or whatever, <laughs> is listening, shout out baby. Shout out to What's you. Up? I have no idea who he's talking about, but you do. Shout out to you. Who's the only person you? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. She's not listening, huh? Uh, they're not listening, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice save. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Yeah, she's probably not listening. No. So we can say anything we want. And even if she is listening. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of life. <laughs> oh. You figure out what you want to Listen, say. Listen, Reverend, there's two knobs on the radio. One changes the channel. The other turns it the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. What do you think... Uh, that's actually a, a good topic we can get in on. Um, people that uh, they'll go out to ride at the barn and they'll put on music on the barn radio or whatever. Sure. You always have. There's like three groups of people. There's the people that do the country, sure, which is probably the stark majority. Yeah. Then there's the popular music people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, probably four. That they sort of mix in with country most of the time. Right. Then there's the very pious individuals that, that enjoy their classical Christian music. radio. Oh, those. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I was you, thinking, you like, know, you no, know no, no, no. I, I know, I know, absolutely. But I was thinking, when you said pious, I was thinking more um, refined and <laughs> uh, baroque or something. No. You know, there are probably like seven dressage trainers that like to listen to strings. It's very true. Ride or something. Yeah. I mean, what do you think music has to offer while you ride? Well, I think it offers a tempo and a measure, a meter. Okay. So if you're riding in the right pace to the right song, you can really find, you know, a groove and it allows you to really make your paces as regular as possible. Right. You know, and sort of focuses the horse in. I don't know if horses actually listen to music, but your body is working more in time with itself and more in um, conjunction with itself. So sure. it sort of makes the horse seem like he's listening to music. Okay. So, um, and sometimes it's good when you're like riding a younger horse or a horse that doesn't know as much, uh, that you just sit back and listen to your music while you give him a mental break and just ride circles at a walk or something. You know, yeah. it gives you something to do other than like, you fucked up there. I'm going to fix this now. Come oh, here. Yeah. Make everything worse. Yeah. That's, that's the way that I was thinking about it, is it, uh, kind of helps you from getting yourself in trouble, but yeah, you don't see, like it's, a, it's a lot more of the younger generation people that that's like, you yeah. 16 uh, probably about 35 yeah I'd, yeah i'd say that's right <laughs> it's a that pretty broad demographic but well it, but younger people in terms of horses right because it's a sport you can do your whole life right <laughs> i mean we can get into this to the psychology of it but Wait, yeah sure uh, <laughs> there's the younger riders out there are that demographic of the super stimulated generation where they yeah. they were made to multitask. They were made to have a phone in their right hand, their left hand on the mouse, yeah. and headphones on. Yeah, something like and that. And doing three different things at once. Which, for some people, it helps. And I think with the, the people that are horse types, it, it does help because you can think about the music and then you're less punitive in, in how you ride and... Everything that comes along, you're a lot more natural about it because if you have the music that you like that's on, mm. it's putting you in that better mindset. Mm. Although I'd say don't listen to thrash metal when you're writing. I have done... Well, I haven't listened to thrash metal. I uh, or, I used to do like post-hardcore punk. Oh, oh, sure. But that's not necessarily the same. I'm talking about like sadist music. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> obviously. Well, yeah. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if there's... Any sort of 
like recognition on the horse side. Like if you consistently ride to music, no, yeah. that there's any sort of mentality change if you decided to change the music. Little That's Pav- an interesting question. Little Pavlov's dog kind of thing. Yeah. Well, because you certainly see the horses sort of reacting to the music in like a freestyle or something. Sure. Um, you know, they're trying to move to match those paces. Right. But I wonder if you just changed up the music and tried to do the same pattern or just a slightly different pattern if Very they true. would react differently. Yeah. Probably the same pattern. That'd be a better controlled experiment. Yeah. Well, I mean, one... I know for sure that there are, I mean, it's always been, like, cartoonized, especially in, like, um, remember the movie Racing Stripes? No. With the zebra that did the yes, horse the racing? Yes, racing zebra. Okay, the yeah. Hayden Panettiere when she was, I'm like pretty sure they 16. don't allow zebras in horse racing. Zebras. Diff- it's a different species. Yeah. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Do they allow mules to race in horse races? I'm sure that there's... Maybe it's Santa Anita. <laughs> There's mule races, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I know for sure, I mean, at least in that movie, and I, I'm pretty sure that it's actually a, a practice that their stud horses or their prized horses, they'll have, like, Tchaikovsky or some mm-hmm. sort of orchestral piece playing while they're just in the barn, mm-hmm. just to keep them from getting barn sour. Mm-hmm. But uh, what you said there before... It's interesting if you change uh, if you change up the music if you get a different result by trying to do the same thing. Right. Do you ever think that uh, disciplines like dressage? I mean, you you get a little bit of it in uh, in the rain cut. You have the the modernization of country music, and so sure. you have that that go along with you. Mm-hmm. But on the dressage side, do you ever think that it could ever go like modern, and that people would choose like. Hmm. Like an Ed Sheeran song or um, like a Plain White Tees song. Well, what I'd say is that um, I don't think most people, most horse people, are also music aficionados. So uh, in order for them to find that, I think think as long as the right person comes along, sure, you could have that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the basic rule of anything. You can do something different as long as you do it well. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Step out there, make your mark, and hope that it does well. Yeah. Well, you know, and once you understand the way broadly, you can see it in all things. That's true. Once you've acha- achieved success at one thing, you can achieve success much more easily at another. End the podcast. <laughs> We're done. That's there perfect you go. note to go out. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> right at uh, 18 minutes. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. 48 seconds. That's, that's all you guys wanted to hear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, talk about weather and then a little bit of horses and music. Yeah, yeah, that's all we needed. Um, I need to get out and take some more photos again, man. Fucking yeah, these. That was a lot of fun when we went out and did the first photo shoot. And yeah, fucking, you know, just got all the social media pictures up and stuff. Oh, absolutely. That was a lot of fun. And if you wanted to see those pictures, go to shotgunwriterpodcast.com, Click on the gallery. You'll see it. Yeah, I think then... it's called Riding for the Brand. If you want to contact us at all, we do have the Facebook page up and running. Um, Just search Shotgun Rider for a while. We'll have uh, some yeah. new content coming up on there soon, soon. for you. Yeah, we kind of took a little hiatus, but that was just because of life. Yeah. <laughs> life happened. Sorry. It went, it went from winter where we could be inside and be like, yeah. Let's talk on the, into these microphones at the internet. Record it. We're hilarious. <laughs> We're pretty funny. We should let everyone hear us oh, talk. Yeah. I'm fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't everybody know about knows. Joe over there. I, I know. Don't, I don't think he's that funny. You know. 
I know. I always you, said, uh, don't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I well, got your you hooey know, hat on. You got to try. I do. <laughs> I I just need two wraps somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> One if you're feeling froggy. Right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> what is, Goddamn allergies. What is the uh, the general season for rodeo? Rodeo season, well, I mean, you, it's sort of just like summer through fall, and then you hit the finals. Well, usually you hit the finals in like late fall or winter is right. really the the national finals, obviously. Right, your ba- your but, playoff season. Right, exactly, and that's the that's the Super Bowl basically. Yeah. But um, other than that, you know, there's a lot of like small rodeo associations. Oh sure. I mean, I'm sure that they even have rodeos going through the winter where the where the, uh, where the weather's climate, yeah. nice, yeah, the climate's nice. So, um, it kind of like horse shows, you know, y- you can have these little schooling uh, associations, or you can have uh, the National Rain Cow Association, you know. Uh, so, I-, I think it sort of goes like that, but for the big rodeos, it's through the summer. Uh, you know, like uh, Greeley Stampede is is sort of sets off cowboy or not cowboy Christmas, but you know sets off the big rodeo season. Right, that's uh, June twenty sixth. Mm, is it? Yeah. I, th- I thought the Greeley Stampede was the world's largest Fourth of July celebration because the yeah. uh, Cheyenne Frontier Days is the end of July. Oh yeah. It's, oh, you did you say June? June twenty sixth. Oh, July fourth. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you said July twenty sixth. Oh I'm no no no. Fucking up. Yeah, they have um, have that. Uh, Cause what's what's it's the eighteenth? It is yes. Yeah. So was, we are. I was awake at four in the morning, so I know it's the eighteenth. You, you watch the date change over on your oh, computer. That's so upsetting at work when the oh, date hate, changes. Oh yeah, I hate that. Well, especially for you, you probably have to like write the date on there and on the receipts oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah. Well, when I'm doing all the. Uh, Back of house stuff for the restaurant. So you're like, when was this? Eleven forty-five. All right, it was yesterday. Shit. <laughs> right, you have to make that conscious decision of, all right, I'm closing out the day's transactions, but that was yesterday. But today is today, and it's now. So, I'll do yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> My theory is, until you wake up again, it's still the day that you woke oh, up. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I think that should be a wholeheartedly accepted philosophy. Yeah, I think that's perfectly accepted. The only problem is is that, like, you know, I don't know when somebody woke up, mm-hmm. so I can't be like, oh, happy Friday, and they're like, it's still Thursday for me, <laughs> asshole. And then some dudes just lay on the floor, I thought it was Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is for you. <laughs> oh, man. Alcohol, the day changer. <laughs> <laughs> Time traveling is what I call it. There you go. <laughs> but you can only go one direction. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we got Greeley Stampede coming <coughs> up in... Uh, Just a week or so. Yes. Yeah. Because we're, we're leaving on the 26th. Yeah. We can talk about that. We can talk about that Yeah, now. we'll be, we'll be uh, heading out to California. Yep. Jo- this is uh, Joe Stumper Ground, so I'll let him explain it a little oh, bit. Oh, I am very excited for uh, Jim and TJ to come back with me because, A... That's right, Cotton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is the first time uh, I've actually had friends drive back with me other yep. than family members, so that's a lot of fun. We can get into a little bit more mm-hmm. trouble. Well, uh, Matthew is the one who will get uh, me into any trouble, but we'll get into some trouble. We'll call it navigated trouble. Navigated, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> at least we have self-control. Love you, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, 
No, we going to so we're gonna be driving across the country, going taking I eighty all the way out. So it's not really that hard of a drive. No. Wyoming is going to be a bitch because it always is. It's the longest state, no matter which direction you're going, and actually how long it is. Yep. it's the longest state. So then we once we get into Utah. Smooth sailing, man. It's going to be the terrain changes all the time in Utah, so you don't have to worry about getting drowsy and staring off into space until you hit the salt flats, which is only like 100 and 120, 100 miles across. So that's not even two hours drive. Like a third of a tank. Yeah. Oh, dude, not even. You kidding? We can. I'm talking about. I got the Ranger. Oh, okay. (laughs) So because we'll be able to make it across on like two. Two Phillips, if we're going all the way. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be nice. We'll leave here on a full tank. We'll fill up in Salt Lake City, and then we'll fill up again before we get into Truckee because diesel's way more expensive in Tahoe. Right. <laughs> that's If anybody has ever done a road trip, uh, like a consistent road trip, where, where you have an A to B goal and you have to get there. And you're driving straight through. Exactly. And you start uh, dividing your trip into gas tanks. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can make it this far in a gas tank. That's about uh, eight or nine hours. Yep, exactly. That's a, it's a delightful thing on the road. You know, it is. the itinerant lifestyle, living on the road. Sometimes it's a lot of fun. You yeah. know, and it's a great reset. I think. You know, very true. Like whenever I need to really get away, I feel like I'm getting away when I drive cross country. You know, right. when I get an airplane, it's just like, all right, what's the schedule? I still got to stick on this one. You know, I'm on other, somebody else's time. Yeah, I mean that's a concept that not a whole lot of people understand. Like, I'm sure that. Even uh, friends back home for you, when you drive all the way out here, they're like, I don't know how you do it. Every one of them. Yep. (laughs) Hey, you get back and you're just strung out like a motherfucker. It feels so good. (laughs) This is like the cheapest way to get high. Right, because you... (laughs) True. You get there and they start looking at you and you, you just have this glassy stare that you send right back to them. Right. And they... A lot of people that see me when I get back from uh, here to New Jersey, Mm. they don't understand the concept that I've been moving for 36 hours. I've been going at 80 miles per hour for 36 hours. Yeah. I'm standing in front of you going zero miles per hour. (laughs) This is weird for me. (laughs) Ever get off a boat and then still feel like the land's moving? Oh, yeah. It's like that, but nicer. Because when you lay down in bed, you can still feel the bumps of the road come through yeah, your body. It's, it's like a massage. <laughs> All right. What, why, don't, why don't you tell the folks uh, about the first time that uh, when we were moving it, well, when I was moving into Summit View. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I, I, so Jim and I were living in this old house, this old brick haunted house. It, uh, it off was of this haunted. Place called Summit View, and uh, it was haunted. And we had a, a roommate who was a good guy, but just sort of uh, picky, kind of like a cat, you know. Did, uh, so he and he decided to head on out. So we called TJ at the la- or he called TJ, I think, at yeah. the last minute. And uh, TJ was like, "Yeah, I'm looking for a place to live." So yeah. we just got that swapped around, and and then TJ was rolling across country right before school started. Oh yeah, I, I cut it close that year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was kind of anticipating it, so I set up. You know, I had the couch and everything, and I was ready to meet him. And I was like, "Shit, he's taking a long time." So yeah. I was laying down in bed, and then all of a sudden, I hear a car roll in. 
And I look across and it was like two in the morning, three in the morning, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was real early. And I just I got up and I opened the front door and I was like, "You motherfucker!" <laughs> and you just looked like a zombie. You looked like you needed your heroin fix, man. And yeah. <laughs> so you stumble in and you're like, "Is there a place I can lie down?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, here, dude. You can just grab the couch until bed or something comes. And yeah, that was one. That was a bad one because uh, my one of our friends. Uh, Tim, he had been, he's also from New Jersey, and he was uh, doing the ride tandem with me. Oh, yeah. That was that same year. And uh, we probably, we made it to, uh, was it, uh, Kersey? Yeah, yeah. sure. We, we got to Kersey, and we were at a gas station there. Nobody knows Kersey. Right. <laughs> Kersey, Colorado. Great people from there. Flatter than a te- Kansas pancake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's before you, you get into any of the ro- rolling hills that Colorado yeah. has. Yeah. But uh, we got to the gas station there. I think we were at a, a Fine J. And I think that we we had probably been going for about 28 hours. Mm. Yeah, this was yeah this was the year that I did it in 32 hours. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, and so we, we were there, and he was not having it. <laughs> he was like, I can't make it to Fort Collins. My uncle lives about half hour away from here. I'm going to go stop off at his house, go to sleep. All right. And wow. So he did that. I was like, oh, I got to keep going. I was starting to get a headache. I was You knew you couldn't continue so the dry. next day. I got like as many little pa- uh self like individually wrapped packages of Tylenol that I possibly could. <laughs> three Red Bulls and just pushed in. Got to Fort Collins about 32 hours. Luckily, the place that I was heading to that uh, we, we lived in was literally right off the highway. Yeah, either highway. Yeah, exactly. Now you get uh, I got off onto I-25, and once you get up here, it's probably like two miles off the highway. Yeah, not even. Not even, just yeah. It's like a half a minute. Yeah, and so I roll up, and this is the other side of the story. <laughs> I, am, I have the hugest headache that I've had in a long time. Yeah. So glad that I made it. Can't believe that I made it. And it wasn't one of those uh, those drives where you're just so tired that you start dozing on the road, right. which is dangerous. Please don't do it. If you start to sleep on the road, <laughs> pull off, go to sleep. Don't be a man about it. Just go to sleep. Dr- a drowsy driving takes lives. Right. This was one of the... Well, it's, I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. That's actually a big thing right now. Is it? Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it was one of those drives where, I mean, I think the headache actually helped me because mm-hmm. it was just that painful that it just started grating on my nerves and would keep me awake. Yeah, yeah, sure. Kind of like uh, getting getting tortured by listening to Barney for 32 Ooh, hours. Fuck Barney. Right. <laughs> so I get to the house and walk up to the front door, never seen the house yet. This is where I'm going to live. And... Uh, I go up to the door, and all of a sudden, the door opens, and I got Joe right in front of me in this red and black kimono-style oh. robe. I forgot about that. <laughs> Looking badass. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm like, all right, couch, foot, now, um, lie down, down, stop moving. <clears throat> oh, man. Yeah, I had, I had, it was, I literally had the spins. And oh, I had not Jesus. had any alcohol. The that spins sucks. from moving. Yeah. And from being awake. Right, because you, you forget that 
it's almost the same as spinning in a circle for a while. You, when you get dizzy, mm -hmm. that inner ear, the, those fluids start moving around in there. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're moving at 80 miles per hour, if you've ever had like a, a glass of water and started running with it, it all pulls back. It stays there, but it all pulls back because of the force. Right. And then you stop, and it all starts rushing Slams forward. to the front and of your spins. face. <laughs> <laughs> so That's I'm, funny. I'm sitting there, completely sober, just on the couch, leg off the side of the couch, trying to fix everything. Jesus. Burying my head all the way into the corner. You know that spot? Mm -hmm. Right under the, the pillow on the back of the couch and the side of the Where couch. Where you can just shove your face into it and get the pressure off of your temporal oh, yeah. lobe. Yeah. <laughs> it's God. a hell of a drive, though. It's it's something that I, I think my lucky star is every day that, that I, I get to do it. Yeah. Because, to be honest, I should fly. It's a hell of a lot cheaper, but it, it's, a, it's a fantastic experience yeah. to be able to see that much country. Even Even the radio. Yeah. When you're going it across changes. the country, you, you watch it change and oh, you yeah. can actually have that interest. <laughs> we talked about it, introspective look on right. how the U.S. is as you just drive a little bit further down the road. Yeah, it's true. The flavors change really quickly. Um, the, that's an interesting thing. Uh, th I think that the best example of how nature ch or of how the united turned off your phone I, I during a podcast it to vibrate i was expecting a call and thought it was <laughs> so, um oh yeah there he is there you go um so as you drive from utah to nevada there is the biggest change in flavor over the least change in in geography and climate really because as you're driving across the salt flats Everything is just white. You know, you're driving across at midnight and it just looks like it's lit up because the ground is white and the moon is reflecting off of So you get that blue night sky. And everything is dark in Utah. Everything, you know, because you drive, I usually drive across at night. So yeah. most places are closed and they're good Mormon folk. And so you get drive into the first town out of the Salt Flats where they have the uh, National Speedway, or the, the Salt Flat Speedway there. Bonneville. Right? Bonneville, thank you. Yeah. Um, and it's called Windover. It's called, yeah. so, so you drive into East Windover, and that is still in Utah. Oh, yeah, this is a good story. And it is dark as fuck. <laughs> and then you pass through this hill, boom, over Nevada, the Nevada line and into West That's Windover. <laughs> and it is lit up like a Christmas tree. You could, al you could almost see... West Windover from Salt Lake City. Stripper slots and nighttime lights. And there is a caravan of Utah cars just <laughs> piling into this place. Because <laughs> you can still drink at that time of night in Nevada and smoke in casinos. It's like going from Footloose into Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Or dirty dancing into The Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> Just dropping fucking loads. <laughs> dropping loads and bombs, bro. <laughs> but then, yeah, I mean, in Nevada. But, dude, so the part that I'm really excited for yes. Yes. in this California trip that uh, we will be sort of live podcasting as we go, you know, at, from time to time when we have open areas. Um, first place we're going to stop at is in Kings Beach, California, which is just south of Truckee. It is on the it is on the edge of Lake Tahoe and this cabin we're going to stay at, hopefully if he calls us back, has this view across all the way uh, across the lake 
and you can see the back of Alpine Meadows and the front of Homewood Ski Resort. Right oh, there, I love Homewood. Right across the lake there. It's freaking love perfect. Homewood. Oh, man. And then we're going to head out of there after we recoup for a day and relax before we get into socialization mode. Oh, yeah. Um, and get down the hill, and uh, then TJ's going to meet up with his parents for a week in San Francisco. Yep. Yeah, my, uh, my father actually grew up in San Francisco, so... It's been a long time, so I'm, I'm going to enjoy getting to see his old stomping grounds and hearing the stories. Oh, yeah, and I bet he's got some stories oh, yeah. now about I mean, place. I mean, back in the day, the way that he made money was doing uh, balloon animals on the boardwalk. Jeez. Man can blow up a balloon. I bet he can play a mean game of pool from being on the boardwalk there, oh, too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I learned everything <laughs> I know from him. There you go. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's always been a... Uh, a little family thing that every single family gathering that we're at, my dad makes sure that he goes to the dollar store, picks up a pack of balloons, and then everybody spends about three hours trying to blow up their own balloon while he's over in the corner <laughs> doing six balloons at a time and mixing them all together. And, yeah, making giraffes and bicycles and... No, 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 uh, he does hats. Oh, he does hats? Yes. Specifically? Yes. He'll, he'll, what he Will he make a trombone? I mean, he like, could try. He could. <laughs> right, it's basically... Uh, All right, I'm going to ask your dad for a trombone. There you go. I'll could. make sure he brings the balloon. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, he'll uh, take one balloon, blow it up about most of the way, measure your head so it's made for you. Nice. And he'll uh, just kind of do that artist stare, put his uh, like, hand sure, on his chin, sure. looking at you. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do for you. <laughs> yeah. And he names all the ones that he does. The funny thing is, I, it, I always thought that he made these up. Right. And they're the craziest hats. Like, they're three feet tall and just things all over the place. But last uh, Thanksgiving, he's sitting there telling me, no, this is actually what the industry standard for it is. That's what it, what they're called. That's awesome. I was like, that, that's, that's so cool. That's an industry that I, I would love to learn about just in my free time. That's just right. really funny. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny how many of those like micro industries mm -hmm. that exist that we don't even like think about or notice or anything like oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know, like even like uh, dinnerware, you know, they have different glasses for every different oh, yeah. beverage or whatnot, you know, and, and, and yeah, silverware and shit <laughs> from the outside. <laughs> you in. went into flatware. <laughs> I did. Well, I was just you know, on tables. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, it's just fascinating how many like how much there is to know about uh, anything, about yeah. any any subject of your chosen uh, of what you think, what interests you, what your obsession is. Absolutely. Is you know, I think that's fascinating. What that's, one of your obsessions is. One of your obsessions, that's true. Right. I, there everyone has multiple well a lot of people have multiple obsessions. Right. I'll, I, I want to get a little great like because it just, it just recently happened. I was talking to a nice young individual. Okay. And uh, we were getting to know each other. Mm. And uh, I asked her the question, is there anything that you geek out about? Like, you really enjoy, quote unquote, obsess over? Sure. And I got no kind of answer, really. <laughs> and it... I can't understand anybody that doesn't have some things that they just brighten up about as soon as somebody brings it up in topic. Yeah. Like, what, what's one of those for you? One of my... One? Uh, wine. I love wine. There you go. Yeah. And I love learning about it now. I've, I, 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 yesterday, actually, that book uncorked. I read that whole book yesterday. Right. So, that's like, what, 300, 200 pages, something in there. 
I think but, like that was, you know, that's an obsession. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you almost have to be like an avid YouTube user to to really obsess about something. To feed an obsession. That's and, true. Right, because, I mean, if you look at anybody's signed-in account on their YouTube, you'll know exactly what they obsess about. Oh, yeah. And what their interests are. Yeah, absolutely. You'll find some weird things, but you take everybody with a grain of salt. Yeah, well, what what is your uh, main, or one of your main obsessions? Oh, one of my obsessions. Yeah. Uh, it's got a, a, probably gaming. Yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm a big gaming guy. I really, really enjoy, shout out to Rooster Teeth. There you um, go. I watch a lot. Of, they are the guys that did uh, Red vs. Blue. This is a horse podcast, so I don't expect you to know what Red vs. Blue is. <laughs> it's a little uh, Machinima um, series. Actually, it's the longest running web series that has ever existed. Um, but it's basically using um, recorded Halo gameplay of just like literally setting up scenes and all that stuff and. I, see, this is my obsession. I'm I'm already right. going into it. Right. I, I have to talk. About it. <laughs> right. No, uh, but I the coolest thing that I read, well, I heard um, that they did was they got their first big recognition from Bungie, the guys that created Halo, um, when they were watching one of their Machinima episodes of Red vs. Blue, and they had a camera shot of, um, like probably about twenty feet above them that was stationary. They were like, there's no free cam in this game. Like, how, how on earth did you get that? And they were like, well, we parked a tank right next to the <laughs> set, put a guy on top of the tank, and then raised the right, raised the sights. And and they it blew their minds that somebody had taken their game and changed it into that way. All right, I'm done obsessing, no, obsessing about gaming. No, absolutely. <laughs> well, see, gaming's one of my obsessions too, but sure. I have to stay away from gaming. Like, gaming's yeah. a danger obs dangerous obsession. See, that's why I just watch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I were playing it, I would lose several days at least. Right. That's why I had to delete Age of Mythology and Age of Empires from my computer. <laughs> oh, sad Again, day. I, I had to. I could, I could not get anything done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that, I know some people that it gets so intense even with a phone game Yep, that it just eats their entire day or any of their free time. Yeah, I'm having to start to delete phone games. Too. Yep. <laughs> there are some of those. Well, you have, you have to... It, well, I mean, it works for both games where it's the, the longer game where it's like something like strategy or something like mm -hmm. that where you're... You're basically building a profile and making your profile stronger. Right, sure. Or even an RPG right. like that, yeah. And then there's the, game. the immediate response games where it's like um, like the game uh, White Tiles that I showed you. Where yeah. It, where it's just, just single runs or Hill Climb Racer. An organizational kind of game. Or, yeah, Hill Climb, uh, which is... Right, where you're doing consistent runs. You're still trying to create a best yourself. Be the best profile that you can. Yeah. But it's just that quick, like... You go out right. and you're... Here, do this. Oh, you lose. Do it again. Right. Yeah. You uh, go to the doctor's office, check in, and they're about to call you, but you're still in the middle of the game. You're like, shit! <laughs> Wait, I wonder if I can pause this. Right. It's those games <laughs> that you can pause that you can get away from and be happy about. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and then there's just the games like Grand Theft Auto where you go and do whatever you're not allowed to do in real life. Right. That... Which is a good outlet. I love those open format, open platform kind of games. Oh, yeah, Assassin's Creed and all that, too. Right, because you can do so much outside of the game mm -hmm. if you really put your mind to it. Like, 
you can make your own games within a game. Yeah, absolutely. And really get the most out of your money. Right. Yeah, sure. And it's all just how creative you are. Exactly. Yeah. Which is a cool thing. Um, That's the benefit of obsessing over things. You expand your knowledge of all different types of things. Yeah. Right. You make yourself a more well-rounded person. Well, that's uh, obviously why a lot of entrepreneurs are uh, obsessive people. Oh, sure. Because they have to become experts in their field. Right. Or they will become experts in their field just by doing their job. Right. If you, if you ever want to make like figure out whether somebody is a true entrepreneur that's successful, mm. ask them what book they're currently reading. Yeah, that's true. Because almost all of them will have some random-ass book. Sometimes it'll have to do with their industry, but it'll just be something that's out there that they can learn about that's not the everyday stuff that they do. Right, exactly. And it's something that most other people don't even know about. Right. You know, it's just something that they, just some tripwire in their brain that's all of a sudden like, holy shit, what about this? Right, you know? it's a really waspy concept of that, almost like that uh, diversifying your portfolio. <laughs> well, you're speaking my language, son. Yeah, no, you, you are the econ man. But you get that, uh... It's true. It, it makes you, um, fills you out as a person. It's, uh, the... <laughs> I like your metaphor of diversifying your portfolio because, you know, you get these, you have the horses yeah. uh, aspect of it, and then, and then... Good segue. But you also have the food aspect of sure. it, and you have uh, the martial arts, if you like that, or whatever mm -hmm. physical thing you like to do. Yeah. And then you have the thing that expands your, uh, mind palace, if you will, you know, just yeah. the, going inside of yourself. So there's all these areas to expand to and learn about. And, uh, I think that that's a, sort of the gratifying fact of life that happiness is not from buying things. It's from acquiring skills. Yeah. I mean, fuck things, acquire concepts. <laughs> maybe i will fuck things thank you <laughs> see it's a win-win now right we've just made it into a way better metaphor okay buy a flashlight <laughs> brought to you by flashlight co i wish that would be great then we'd be getting money for this <laughs> right <laughs> we do this for free and for your entertainment so thank us love you guys Thank us by giving us a review on iTunes or uh, rating. That would be even better. Yeah. Uh, we'd like uh, some sort of feedback. You can even hit us up on Twitter at underscore shotgun rider underscore. There you go. I think Boom. that's the first time you've gotten that out perfectly. Well, I thought ahead. There you go. <laughs> I was planning. I wasn't shooting from the hip. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think we had a fairly rounded and diversified conversation today, TJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I um, I think I, I callbacks. Yeah, callbacks. <laughs> Bring it back. Repeat stuff. Yeah. Uh, so in summation, get out there and listen to some music. Diversify your music tastes. Uh, get out there and uh, taste some different foods. Taste some different beers. Yeah, expand yourself in some way. Make one decision today to make yourself better for tomorrow. And uh, that's something you can take over your horses as well. And that brings us to the end of our episode. This is the Shotgun Rider Podcast with your hosts, Joe McDaniel and TJ Moran. And good night, Jim. Let's go ride.
and it don't last for long. But the Colorado Rocky Mountain High, I've seen it rain and fire in the sky. The shadow from the starlight is softer than a lullaby. Rocky Mountain.